Hey teachers, this is Brie from Knowledge Nutritionist, and you're listening to the Back to School with Brie podcast, an exclusive series that breaks down how you, a busy teacher, can put quick, simple, and impactful healthy eating strategies into your days. Gone are the days of skipping eating all day to come home and binge on candy, or the days of exhausting yourself printing recipes and meal prepping all weekend long. Over these five short episodes, you'll get everything you need to start the year excited, empowered, and equipped to fuel your body right, and most importantly, stick with these healthy habits all year long. I'm your host, Bree, a registered dietitian and the wife of a middle school teacher. So I get it. It's so hard for teachers to be healthy, yet you're the ones who need and deserve it most. I am on a mission to make healthy simple, fun, and doable for educators, and I am so grateful that you're here. Let's dive in. Hey teachers, we are over halfway through the Back to School with Brie series. Thank you so much for sticking with me so far. Now let's recap where we are at for episode number four. In episode number one, we talked about how you can put your health first by focusing on your energy, stress, and confidence and where nutrition habits fit in to improve each of those. In the second episode, we went through how you can simplify healthy eating by ditching the diets, embracing your daily habits, and having what we called an addition mindset. And in episode three, we talked through the ways that you can and that you need to take a different approach to healthy eating as a teacher. Each of those have been equally important But what's really powerful is look at how together they paint a picture that gets at why we're here. We are equipping you with the tools and the mindset to both define and live out what healthy means for you. So let's dive in. In this episode, we are going to explain why the things that you've tried in the past haven't worked and instead give you some ideas of what you need to be doing. The first thing I want to tell you And this might break a few hearts, but you need to hear it. Diets do not work. What do I mean when I'm talking about a diet? By definition, a diet is what you eat. But what I am referring to are the guidelines, plans, and rules that tell you what to and what not to eat. This is why it gets confusing. Because here I am, as a dietitian, telling you that diets don't work. yet I am promoting healthy eating all of the time. Healthy eating is so important, but when I pick on diets and when we talk about ditching them and debunking the diets, I am referring to fads and more so diet culture as a whole. Christy Harrison, a dietitian and expert in this field, defines diet culture as a system of beliefs that equate thinness, muscularity, and particular body shapes with health and moral virtue that promotes weight loss and body reshaping as a means of attaining higher status, that demonize certain foods and food groups while elevating others, and oppresses people who don't match its supposed picture of health. And this is a problem, this whole diet culture, when you think about that, it is everywhere. It's in our advertisements, it's on our food labels, it's on our social media page, it's in the messages that our parents taught us when we ate as children. And the idea that dieting and that healthy eating means that you have to change what your body looks like and that you have to strive to be thinner is a problem because when people go on these diets, when they pay for these systems, when they go on these plans, in the long run, 
as many as two-thirds of people who embark on weight loss efforts end up gaining more weight than they lost. Take that in for a minute. Over half of the people who diet with a goal to lose weight fail and end up heavier than when they started. It gets even more problematic because the way the marketing is, the way that diets work, is they make you feel like you're the problem, that it was because you didn't have enough willpower, because you didn't have the self-control, because you weren't disciplined. Here's where it's refreshing. You're not the problem. It's actually the pressures that are present and all around us and often that we're not even aware of within our society that tell us to look a certain way and to eat foods and to do things that go against our natural physiology, which actually end up triggering harmful side effects in our body over time. I'll admit that it's a lot to take in when we are presented with this idea that the way we've been taught to eat for years isn't healthy. And what I mean by healthy is that it works for us physically, mentally, and emotionally. So how do we let go of that? And what do you do instead? Where do we move on from there to actually ditch the diet? The first thing that I would recommend is if you feel that you have been trapped in diet culture, that the way that you eat has been dictated by rules and guidelines for years, to sit with that and work through that. Two of my favorite books, which I will link to, are anti-diet, which is what I had just quoted when I talked about the problem with dieting, as well as intuitive eating. Both of these are fantastic books that I strongly recommend to most people as a way to reevaluate your relationship with food and to set up a solid foundation where you are mentally ready to try a new approach to your health and your nutrition habits. And then the second thing I want you to do is just like we talked about in episode two, is to let go of dieting. The easiest way you can do this is to tell yourself the problem is not you. It's not an issue of your motivation, of your self-control, or with your discipline. The issues with the diets, our bodies are not designed to survive off diets. And the third way that you can do this is to aim to fuel and nourish your body. Do it for you. Do it because it feels good when you are fed. I've been so happy to see more stories coming out after the Olympics this summer of the ways that some of the top athletes fueled their body and how that had such an impact on the results. Sure, you might not be an athlete, but that same principle applies. When you eat better, when you eat enough, when you aim to fuel your body, you will not only feel better, but perform better. And I would argue probably almost all areas of your life. You might feel a little bit confused now because you're thinking, okay, Brie, so I get it. Diets don't work. I shouldn't diet, but I should still eat healthy to feel good. But why? This is where I like to break the distinction into focusing on results versus goals. So when I'm talking about eating for results, generally, especially in the health and fitness field, it is to look a certain way to have a certain body composition, to be a certain size, to be a certain number on the scale. So when we let go of the idea that your health, your worth as a person is not determined at all by the size of your body or by the number on the scale, we can feel pretty lost when it comes to what is our goal and what are we striving towards. So I encourage my clients to think about what results do they want? 
a few months from now, what would be amazing? What would make them consider this a success? Is that a certain feeling? Is it having their health back? Is it a level of energy? Is it managing a disease? Or is it in general just a quality of life? So those are the results is what are you getting out of it? So look at aiming or striving towards results as your why. Why do you want to do this? And then your goals. What could you accomplish if you tried? If you made some changes, what could you get out of this? How could you make eating fun? For you, would that maybe look like being able to walk up a few flights of stairs without getting out of breath? To run a 5K? To be able to effortlessly chase your kids around the field? What does your goal look like for getting healthy when we remove weight loss from the picture? Another way we can look at this is think about what are both the immediate and the long-term results that you want. What are these goals? What could you get out of this? I talked about this in the previous episode where we looked at some short-term things that you might consider are the aspects of energy, mood, and focus after a few weeks and months of just having more confidence, sleeping better, having less stress, feeling empowered and educated, having your health empower you to have better classroom management, to be a role model, and to be that person that people look up to for the way that you take care of yourself. What does healthy mean for you? What could you get out of it? And what would that feel like? Think about your results. Think about your goals. Think about this in the short term and the long term. But painting that picture is so important as a way to create that internal motivation that comes from you. And this is how you stay consistent and you are able to be successful without sticking to the rules of a diet for the rest of your life. Now that we have set up why diets are destined to fail, while they, why they are a waste of your time, ways that you can create that internal motivation, work on the results that you want, the goals that you want to set, Now let's actually break it down and look at what you do on a daily basis when you are not constrained by the rules of dieting. This comes down to one thing, focusing on your habits. As we have discussed, habits are the automatic daily choices that you make in all areas of your life. It's tying your shoes, it's getting dressed, it's driving. When it comes to your food and nutrition habits, there is a lot to it. It's what, when, and how you eat the routines and patterns that you have in different situations. It's where you shop, how you cook, what you order. This is why diet rules, guidelines, and apps fail you because they don't address your habits. They put no effort into making these things easy, automatic, and part of your lifestyle. They are simply telling you what to do versus changing your habits. And that is why it constantly feels so difficult to stick with a diet. You are pushed to think about the outcome, whether that is a number on the scale, a clothing size, or your appearance. It's external. It's the diet telling you what you should look like and what you need to do to get there. Feel like you have to do this. You have to follow a diet. It's not you choosing it. It's the diet telling you what to do. This leaves you feeling tired, hungry, and deprived. So not only is it not working in your brain, but it's not working physically. So you are going against what your body wants to do in so many different ways. I want to use the idea of leg and lead measures to tie this all together. This is a concept that was taught to me by my business coach. This is a way to measure progress, but to do it in ways that you are in control versus it being out of your control. The example she used was thinking about your finances. 
a leg measure is something that takes time. So that might be the amount of money in an investment account or in a retirement account. It takes time to get there. And unless you have an extremely large chunk of money sitting around, it's probably not going to be something that you have much control over. But what you do have control over are your lead measures. And these are the actions that get you there. This is budgeting, this is saving money. All of these things that you can do, they are what lead you to that end goal or that leg measure. When it comes to your nutrition habits, this is such a powerful idea. Focus on what you can control. Make a list of the specific things that you can control when it comes to your health habits and the food choices that make you feel good. These are what lead you to where you want to be. And the leg measures, this is that outcome, that result. That vision that we defined a few minutes ago of thinking of what is it going to take to get you there and to realize and let go of the idea that you have control over that. Because right now, in this moment, you don't, but you do have control over the actions that support you to getting there. And it it can be really freeing to realize this. It's a little scary, right? Because we have these ideas, these visions that we have maybe tried to get to our entire life and it just hasn't worked. But now to let go, like that is out of your control. What is in your control is the daily actions that are going to get you a few inches closer with repetition and with consistency. One last thing that I want to say is it is absolutely 100% okay to want to lose weight and to change how your body looks. There's nothing wrong with that. And I love helping my clients reach their weight loss goals. But what is important is that you do it with the right intention. So you're doing it for you, not because you feel like you have to look a certain way and that you achieve it with sustainable habits that work for you and that make you feel good and you're not living your life and using methods that are dictated by rules, guidelines, or apps. Now I want you to think about what does this all mean for you? What are some dieting habits and beliefs that you need to let go of? How can you reframe your health goals away from how you look and how much you weigh? What are some daily habits that you want to embrace and practice? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope that now you have a refreshed approach to nutrition that comes from within you instead of diet culture. In the next podcast, which is the last in the series, you're going to put everything we've discussed together to create your nutrition and lifestyle game plan to make this your healthiest school year yet. Plus, I have a very exciting and exclusive announcement at the end, so I hope you stick around for that. Be sure to keep following along using your worksheet to take notes and to guide you through this series. If this was helpful, please share it with a fellow educator who needs to hear this message. I'll see you guys soon.